Welcome back to Rockhound Radio, the Ace Trainer Saga. This is it. It's the finale, the final episode. Will we be the Pokemon champion or will we fall in battle? Find out this episode. It's like a like a Dragon Ball Z, like the end of the like the end of the episode or whatever. Find out next time on Dragon Ball Z. It's like find out next time on Rockhound Radio. But no, this is it. We're finally here. Our challenge run is coming to an end. So if you're just tuning in for this episode and you haven't heard anything prior to that, I encourage you to go back um, probably like seven weeks ago where we started this journey. <clears throat> and, uh, oh, yeah, get your fill. So the whole idea behind this was I was locked into using a list of Pokemon. I posted this online uh, when I very first started. And... Yeah, I had a list of Pokemon my wife picked out, and the thing was, is I could only use them in every gym battle in the Elite Four, and if they died in battle, I had to replace them. So basically, it was like an altered Nuzlocke. So yeah, check it out, look it up, follow. Uh, we only lost, well, we'll get to that, but up until this point, we've only lost, I think, two or three of our valued team members. Um, that list includes, I think, two Breloom. And uh, something else. I don't remember what else we lost. But uh, anyway, yeah, check it out. This is it. We're finally here. We Last week, we took on the 8th gym, Wallace. And we crushed him. Because you, you already know why. Because we're here. We're here to win it, right? We're ready to become champion. We have, which I would encourage you all, if you haven't already, to go level your Pokemon up. Because you're going to want decent levels going into the Elite Four. Um, I finished, I'll, we'll talk about my levels um, at the end of my run, but um, I would definitely say you need to be like in the mid, like level 50 to 55. Uh, probably You could probably get away with it if you're really good with typing and or maybe you're just a badass Pokemon trainer. You could probably get away with, you know, level 50s, in the level 50s. But uh, I was a little, a little over level, but uh, we'll get to all that. Before all that, I uh, took a second to go back to uh, Meteorite Falls. And since you have all eight gym badges now, you have access to Waterfall, Dive, Fly. You can do it all. You can go anywhere you want. You can, you know, adventure through Hoenn to all those crazy, mysterious places. Um, I definitely encourage you guys to use the E, yeah, the Elon. I about said Elon. Not the Elon, the Eon flute which uh, allows you to call your legendary Latios or Latios, whichever, depending on whatever game you're playing, and cruise around. And if you see any, like, mysterious caverns or anything, like, sparkling, I encourage you go to them and just make sure if you see, like, a black, almost, like, dimensional door in front of you, save your game because you're about to encounter a legendary Pokemon. So go check it out. There's different um, different. Pokemon get unlocked for different, um, I guess, challenges that you complete in-game. Whether it's like, you have to look them up, but I think some of them are like max out certain EVs or max out certain stats across the board or your friendship level. You can all, I mean, the game tracks all this stuff automatically, so you don't have to worry about, you know, trying to do it. But yeah, look that list up so you can get all those sweet, sweet legendary encounters. And yeah, check it out. But I ventured around and went back to Meteorite Falls, went deep down in the basement of this place, because if you're familiar with this place at all, you know that you can go back with Waterfall, 
fight some trainers, get all the way down into the very basement of this place. And there's one little encounter patch, or like in patch. It's like a little miniature cave inside of this big cave, right? You go in there, and lo and behold, is that is where the badass dragon Bagon spawns. It's the only place in the game you can get him deep in this mysterious cave of wonders. But no, you go down to this cave, and you can find Bagon, which is a dragon type. And what a hard hitter he is. So I uh, I actually ran into a Pelipper. I think I talked about this last episode, maybe. I'm not sure, but if I didn't, or if I already did, um, I took my good old Lucky Egg, I put it on Bagon, and I got to leveling. So in the process of doing all that, I also went back to the Safari Zone, and I caught myself a Dawn fan. So I went to the Elite Four, or yeah, the Elite Four. We'll get to that. Hold on. Hit the brakes. Go back. We went to Evergrande City. So I caught my new, my two new Pokemon, added them to the team. Um, Salamence was named, or yes, not Salamence, Baggin was named Raymond. And uh, the team names are all inspired by the, like the 90s, late 90s, early 2000s Nickelodeon TV show, Team, or yeah, not Team. I always think this Team Rocket, it was actually Rocket Power, that's what I'm looking for. So yeah, everybody on my team has been named after somebody on the TV show from Rocket Power. So we added Raymond, and we also added Merv, Merv the Don fan, which I thought that was kind of a cool name. So I took off to Evergrande City. You're going to need Waterfall to get up this big waterfall, and which, you know, if that's not evident enough. And actually, that move, if you have a Water-type Pokemon that is a good physical attacker, that move is way better than Surf. It's like the equivalent to Surf almost, but it's physically instead of more special. So keep that in mind if you have like a, a water type that's a tank. Like, it, I mean, Swampert's kind of up and down. It's special and attack are pretty much balanced out. But um, yeah, if you have a high attack water Pokemon and you want to give them a better move than Surf, and you, you know you, you can play that card. It's uh, definitely <clears throat> definitely makes a big difference, I guess, playing your moves off of what stats. So like, I really had to pay attention this playthrough to who I taught moves to and kind of how I played because, you know, we didn't want to go back. I mean, I'm, I'm to the elite four. If you think I'm going to go back and grind up like 50 or 40 levels just to no, we're not doing that because I'm not going to faint. Nothing's going to happen. And we're going to get on this journey and we're going to win. So you go to Evergrande city, you go up this waterfall and it's not much of a city. It's one, one lonely little Poke Center. Go in there, heal your Pokemon up, and uh, you enter Victory Road. Now, before you enter Victory Road, you're going to need a few things. You need a Pokemon with Surf, Strength, and Waterfall. So make sure you have somebody in your party that can learn all the learn all that stuff, and you know, get started on this cave. Um, the Victory Road's always been a thing since. Oh man, since the the early Wii Pokemon years, Victory Road was kind of like the last little like march or gauntlet, more or less. It was always meant to, I, I feel like it was always meant to be more like a gauntlet. Like you've already did this big badass adventure, you got all your gym badges, now run the final gauntlet to get to the next gauntlet almost. But yeah, there's always a bunch of high level trainers. It's usually some kind of puzzle 
Um, the first one, like back in red and blue days, I remember like being stuck in Victory Road for so long because I was young and I didn't know what I was doing. But yeah, they, they always had a tendency to be a little bit more tough, I guess, in earlier games. But uh, the design of this one's pretty cool. It's not very hard to navigate. <clears throat> there is a lot of items you can find in this cave. And I guess you can also find Psychic outside of Evergrande City, I think. Or somewhere in Victory Road, you can find Psychic, which is a really powerful move for uh, any special attacker or any Psychic Pokemon you have. So yeah, make sure you pick that up. Um, you can look up that list of collectible items on uh, IGN. <clears throat> and yeah, so what I'll do this episode is I will post a link to the walkthrough I used for like a guideline for all the episodes. So if you guys have you know, anything you want to look up or, you know, maybe that I missed or, and this will also cover the post game and the Delta episode, which is, you know, we'll talk about that at the end because I don't believe we're going to cover that because there was only one thing that Ace Trainer Rocco wanted to do <clears throat> or Ace R wanted to do when he sat foot on this adventure. And that was to become the champion. And we did. So, uh, well, oh my God, I'm spoiling it all. Oh, oh God. So anyway, we'll get back to Victory Road right after this break. All right, now that we're back from break, let's talk about Victory Road. So you finally get through the good old dungeon crawl of Victory Road. You battle all the trainers. <clears throat> you get a really cool experience overall, kind of weaving in and out of the cave, back to the outside, back into the cave. I don't know. It was just really cool overall, um, the visual, the graphics of it. I just really enjoyed it. The music, just don't ever sleep on Pokemon music. I remember being younger. And I think I missed out on a lot when I was a kid because I played these games on silent most of the time because I was in the car or on the bus or whatever it was, playing late at night. You know, everybody played with their, the sound down, so you know nobody would know you were playing. Your, you know, your mom come in to look or your dad come in to look, and you're, you know, quote unquote sleeping. <laughs> so, yeah, it was always. Uh, I remember playing like when I was a kid, and you like remember the old setups where you had to like plug in the light because the screen wasn't backlit or you had to like use a flashlight or a lamp or whatever. God, the good old days. Oh, the good old days. But anyway, <clears throat> let's get back to modern times. So you get through Victory Road, which like I said, experiencing this on the 3DS, basically since this was one game that I played, like probably one of the most influential Pokemon games that I ever played because I put so many hours into my original Ruby copy and I gave that, I believe to my nephews. I don't know whatever happened to that, but yeah, it'd be cool to be cool to get that cart back just to see what was on it. I'm sure that they'd saved over my save or who knows whatever happened to it, but definitely be cool to get that original save file back, but it's in the past. It's gone just like everything else, but that's fine. We have the memories and that's what matters. So you make it through victory road. And when you get to the end, who, you know, you guessed it. If you you should have been suspecting this from the very start. That little nerd Wally, he is back. He is probably one of. I think I talked about this. Like people do not like Wally. Like just genuinely do not like him in the game. He's always kind of a nuisance. He's always, you know, he's like, oh, I'm gonna crush you, and that never happens. So you run into Wally, and he's like, fight me one last time. So you battle him. And he doesn't have a terrible team, but he doesn't necessarily have a great team. I think when you rebattle him later on, it's a lot better. But he comes at you with a level 46 Altaria, 
a level 46 Magneton, a level 46 Rosela, and a level 46 Delcaddy. And then his ace Pokemon, Mega Gallade, level 48, which is a Psychic Fighting. And boy, oh boy, is Gallade awesome, especially the Mega Gallade. Um, if you're looking for a good Psychic Physical Sweeper, this thing is badass, especially Mega Evolved. But yeah, his team is not terrible. I mean, it's a good balanced team, but it's, I don't know. He's a nerd. You crush him. I mean, I crush him. I didn't have any problems with him. And you pretty much sent him crying. He like just stands there. You beat him in a battle and he's like, mm, meh. And he kind of like cries. And then he's like, you know, I think, he, I don't even remember what he says, but I'm going to say, assume that it's like something along the lines of like, I'm going to get better or I'm going to train harder. And then you leave and he just stands there. So it's like, oh, not really sure how you're going to get anything done. Just standing around, nerd. Why don't you head back to the Poke Center, cool your Pokemon up. Level your level them up a little bit and then holler at me, you know, because you're just you're weak, dude. It's like uh, if you ever watch Grandma's Boy, um, it's an excellent movie, one of my favorites. And they're in the in the movie. There's a scene where they're like playing. I forget Frogger or something. It's like they're playing like two person Frogger. And Nick Swartzen is in that movie, and he's like, "Shit's weak, shit's weak." <laughs> That's pretty much how I felt walking away from Wally. Just like, dude, whatever, you're scrub. I'm going to the, I'm on my way to become Pokemon champion. I don't have time for you. So you exit Victory Road, and we have finally made it. We have finally made it to the Elite Four. So make your way up to the Elite Four, and it's pretty standard in every game. Once you get out of Victory Road, there is a spot for you to heal your Pokemon at the Pokemon Center, and there is also a um, shop where you can buy all sorts of revives, heals, you know, full heals, uh, full restores, all the good stuff, all the rich stuff, rich medicine, because by this time you should be rolling in a dough. I would encourage you all to buy some revives, buy potions, buy stock up on stock up on some stuff. You never know what's going to happen. You can't take that money with you when you go. And if you do lose, you'll lose some of that money anyway. And it's pretty significant amount being since you're in the Elite Four. It's not like you, you know, you're fighting youngster Joey on route two and you lose to him and you're like, oh, I white it out and dropped a hundred bucks. No, it's like, oh, you lost the Elite Four match. Oh, you're gonna, you know, white out and drop like seven, eight, nine grand. But uh, which I don't know if it's that much, but I'm pretty sure it's like several thousands that you can potentially lose if you white out. But anyway. You are here. We're here. Now, I would encourage you all to make sure you have the levels. You know, if you're not playing a challenge, just grind on the Elite Four till you get your levels. Because honestly, the one thing I will say I dislike about some of these games is they go 10 steps forward and 20 steps back. The Versus Seeker was a killer item in earlier Pokemon games, and you could pretty much rebattle trainers anywhere. And it just made grinding for levels a lot easier. This game, the best thing you got is the Elite Four, or not the Elite Four, yeah. The Victory Road Encounters, and it just gets monotonous after killing so many of the same one. Or, you know, it's super easy to train up water or, you know, something that's, you know, got a type advantage over the encounters you get. But yeah, it takes a long time, even with a Lucky Egg. Um, it just, it takes forever, damn it. And you're like, God, I don't want to do this. But hey, sometimes you just got to put your nose to the grindstone. Get those freaking levels because once you enter, you can't come out. You have to either win or lose once you enter this thing. 
and I was in it to win it. So you enter the Elite Four, and there's some really cool animations. The I don't know, like I remember when I was a kid playing this, it definitely wasn't like, well, obviously it wasn't like as aesthetic as it is. It wasn't like all blown up and fancy. But like I was there, I remember there being like a certain air. I was like, oh man, this is, this is intense. This is crazy. This is so cool. And it's even better now because they really flourish out to make your walk to the Elite Four really cool. So like you walk in, there's almost like a little like dojo, right? You're on this little bridge and you walk into this little dojo and there's a guy sitting on a chair and he is the first member of the Elite Four. Sydney and he specializes in dark Pokemon. So every Elite Four member specializes in a particular type. That's usually how it is across all games. But yeah, he is a dark type trainer. And dark has several weaknesses like bug, fairy, fighting. Um, ground is not like super effective against them, but it is pretty effective against them. So yeah, you go into this fight and. <clears throat> I went in guns blazing. I was like, shit, this is going to be easy, dude. All of his Pokemon are level 50, um, except for his ace, Absol, which is level 52. But yeah, I was like, you know what? This will be nothing. I'll go in there. I'll take this guy out. I'll be done. And I think like his second or third Pokemon, I want to say is Sharpedo, honestly. So um, Sydney has a Mighty Yenna, a Shiftery, a Sharpedo a Cacturn, and an Absol. And I'm pretty sure, like, it was either his Sharpedo or his Cacturn. I had my Salamance out. Mister, I had Raymond. Raymond's out there. He's level 50. I leveled him up to level 50 before the Elite Four. I figured that'd be enough to uh, take it on. And boy, oh boy, was I wrong. So I, I want to say it was one of those two. Anyway, I had my, I had Raymond out. He he tanked a couple of hits. He was like below half health. And I was like, Oh, I should be good. And then I think what happened was he like got crit. He got critical hit. And just like that, Raymond was born and then Raymond was buried. I literally lost Raymond in the, unlike the end of the first elite four. And I was like, Oh, well, great. That's, you know, fantastic. Now I have nothing. <laughs> So I basically just, you know, moved on. I cried, shed one single tear. Um, I think I ended up using Lars and I believe Lars. And I don't think I threw Cleo out the Grumpig. I'm pretty sure Lars the Camper Up just came in and wrecked everything. His special attack and attack are insanely high for the level he was. So, uh, yeah, they killed my Salamence, but I came in and I just wrecked the rest of their team. When just nothing but straight vengeance. And there you have it. The first elite member, first elite four member down. So the next one you walk into or you walk out of the room and it's like another like, it's like a creepy looking dojo. I don't know. It's really cool. It's like uh, kind of spooky and dark. There's a bunch of lanterns and flowers off to the side. And you walk in and it's elite four member Phoebe or yeah, Phoebe. Yeah, that's how you say it. Uh, she specializes in ghost type Pokemon, which is kind of confusing because she's wearing like um, like a flowers behind her ears and like a I don't know it's like a like a swimsuit or more like Hawaiian or like beach dress, but she's like oh, I'm super dark and ghost type. So 
Ghost type are weak to ghost and dark type moves. Um, they're also weak against psychic, but just be careful because ghost is super effective on psychic. So you go into this fight, and I'm pretty sure I didn't have any issues. She has a level 51 Dusclops, Sableye, Bayonet, another Bayonet, and her ace is Dusknor, which is level 53. And they're, they're all ghost type, except for Sableye, Dark Ghost. That is a tricky one to get around. But uh, yeah, you go in, and if you have, if you got like a good ghost type move, or if you have Shadow Ball taught to somebody, just throw them out there and just, you know, wing out some Shadow Balls. Or if you've got a really tanky, like I had a really strong um, Grumpig. My good old Cleo, she's a boss. She's got very high special defense. So I think I threw her out and I outsped everything. And then they might have gotten a couple hits on me, but my defense was literally so high that it didn't matter. And I just tanked the hits and moved on. So yeah, there you go. Second Elite Four member down. And I didn't lose anybody this fight. I was feeling good. I was like, all right, dude, this is, you know, I only lost one Pokemon. We're, you know, almost halfway through. Well, officially halfway through. And yeah, you exit the room. And like I said, these these battles were, I'm not going to lie, like I'm not really getting super into detail with them. Um, just because you just got to experience it for yourself. There was a lot of highs and lows. I was like sitting on the couch and um, Cameron was over at the house and my wife sitting next to me. And I'm like playing this game. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure like a movie was playing. We were like watching TV and like, you know, everything's calm and cool on the surface, but inside I'm like sweating bullets, like planning out what I'm going to do in between battles, healing up people. Like it was a far more stressful experience than I care to admit, just because I was on pins and needles, not trying to lose anybody, freaking out that I already lost one in the first fight. But yeah, so you defeat Phoebe and you move on. Next one looks like like little cabin in the snow woods, you know? Like snow's falling and it just kind of, I don't know, it's really cool. Like like I said, they really, like they really glammed it up. <clears throat> it looks so good compared to, you know, which obviously, like I said, you know, you're playing on something 2D versus something 3D now and all shined up. It's just so cool. They, I don't know, I loved how good this game looks. It's really cool to experience it. I encourage any of you to play this game and you know let me know what you think about the remaster versus the original i mean it's gonna be it's tough to beat those old pokemon game but this one i think definitely they went over the top with it so now if you had to take a guess on what type was next elite four member glacia and she specializes in ice type pokemon going into this fight against ice type pokemon you're gonna want to use fire fighting rock um, the best best thing you can use is fire, um, and that's exactly what I did, right? I threw out my good old Lars, the camp rubbed, and I roasted all these little icicle Pokemon to hell and back. I sent them back to the, the far down below where they belong. So she uses a level 52 Galalee, another level 52 Galalee. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of diversity there. She also has a Frostlass, which is... The female evolution it is a ghost ice type of Snornut. A really good Pokemon, actually. If you uh, if you have, it's like the the Snow Cloak ability. So it raises evasiveness and hailstorms. So it's a really good tactic to like set up hail 
and then it's pretty much like not impossible to hit, but it's a hell of a lot harder to hit. So if it gets that set up, you're in for a world of hurt. And then if you're worried about trying to kill one, don't worry. She has another frost lass on her team. So she's got two doubles, two glalies, two frost lass. And honestly, it's like there are so not so many other ice types, but why double up when, you know, you could throw in kind of whatever Pokemon you wanted. <clears throat> um, frost lass is really cool. I thought the, uh, this is another like, Gen 4 evolution. Generation 4, they went really kind of hog wild on giving a bunch of evolutions to Pokemon that kind of deserved it, to be honest with you. Magmar with uh, Magmortar, Electabuzz with Electrive, um, Snornut with Frostlass. I mean, there's a lot of them that are just super cool. God, sorry, I got to fly like a dive bomb in me right now. Ah, but uh, no, there's. I just hated how they just doubled it up on that. But her ace is actually the level 54 wall rain, which is an ice water type. And he's a big beefy boy. Um, he's got the ability thick fat where I think fire type moves do like half damage or he's immune to, I don't know. It's some kind of, I don't know. It's some kind of something like that. If that makes any sense, he's got like resistance to some kind of like super effective move or whatever it is. But, uh, yeah, you can get away with this by just hitting them with a... I mean, fire-type moves will still work. It might just be... You might have to tank them a little bit. You can, you know, use grass-type. Just be wary of the ice-type. Uh, you know, things like that. You can... The best thing to do is just hit this thing with a big old fat thunderbolt and send it flying. I think I just... I, I don't think I was able to teach anybody on my team a electro-type move, which really sucked because I was... Ultimately, with Grumpig, I was like, oh, sweet. That's a psychic type. It could definitely learn Thunderbolt. And then, lo and behold, I found out that it could not learn that. So that kind of that kind of threw a wrench in my plans. But, uh, no, we made it through unscathed yet again. You defeat her wall rain, and then you move on. That's it. Three of them down already. I know. I can't believe it either. So we are on to the last member of the Elite Four. And this is, like, one of the favorites there's. A lot of cool stuff in this little walkthrough to like his dojo. It's got like a dragon type head with flames coming out the sides. It just, I don't know, it looks really badass. And the last Elite Four member is Drake. And Drake is, <clears throat> I don't know, he's always, I remember him in the original game. He was just like so cool. Like I always thought the dragon type trainers like Lance and, um, I mean, Drake, and there's a couple other ones that are pretty big. And, like, uh, I can't think of the one from uh, X and Y. Idris, I think, is her name. But I uh, know the, the Dragon-type trainers I always thought were some of my favorites. It was always cool. Dragon-type has always been a favorite of mine. Dragon Knight's probably one of my favorite Pokemon. And I'm looking forward to running a Dragon. You better believe I'm going to have a Dragon Knight on my team on Scarlet and Violet. Unless, you know, they have some kind of other brand new dragon that I fall in love with, which they do every time. Let's not get ahead of ourselves, though. We've got a couple weeks for that yet. So you go into this fight with Drake, and this whole entire time, that was my my Raymond, my Salamence, is why I, you know, trained him up. I was like, oh, I'll just go in and, you know, throw him out. <clears throat> I don't have no problems. No problems whatsoever. I can just, you know, Dragon Claw everything, you know, give him some kind of, I was going to give him like the, I forget, it's like a held item that 
boost super effective moves. And I was like, oh, it'll be easy. That'll be nothing. And then I lost them in the first match. And I was like, oh, well, kind of like shit, right? So I went into this fight. I'm pretty sure I just used Grumpig the entire time. So you go into this fight. He has a level 53 Altaria. Or not Altaria. God, sorry. Um, I also listen to a Pokemon podcast known as the Experience Share. And they're always mispronouncing stuff. And Altaria is one of them. It's uh, or Altaria. So Altaria, level 53. Flygon, level 53. Another Flygon, level 53. A Kingdra, which is very scary and deadly. And his ace, Salamence. So that's why I wanted to I wanted to have that standoff, his dragon versus my dragon, but uh that was not the case. So I used Grumpig pretty much the entire time. I did have um what was it? I had Grass Knot. It was only like, I could have taught him energy ball, but unfortunately you can't get the TM for energy ball till after the Elite Four. So like all the moves that I wanted to go find to trained to my team you couldn't get them until after you beat the elite four and i was like oh well that's you know perfect (laughs) i was like fuck the entire time but uh yeah that sucked but that's how we got through with uh cleo cleo's i'm just gonna say this now grumpig i always hated grumpig for whatever reason like i've never really used it never really liked it and boy oh boy did i get turned around because what a what a hoss I mean, I threw it out there. Its defenses are high. It's got really good special attack. And I'm pretty sure I just psychic everything. I just crushed his dragon's minds with the all-powerful pig. And I just love the animation in this game. It kind of like dances when it uses moves. It's just like super jolly. And honestly, what a freaking powerhouse. If it wasn't for Cleo, I'm pretty sure I would not have made it through most of this Elite Four. But yeah, there you have it. You defeated the Elite Four. And now you're wondering, well, what's next? The champion, which I always kind of thought was weird myself. You know, they always call it the Elite Four, but really you fight four of them and then you fight the champion. So is it the Elite Five? Is it the Grand Five? Who knows? It doesn't matter. What matters is we are finally here. It is our chance and our turn to take a stab at the championship. And we're not going to leave until we have it. So you walk down this like super open, cool looking corridor, like big white light, big ass doors open up and you are face to face with who? Yeah. Yeah. Who? Sorry. You are face to face with Steven Stone. Go figure. The guy that's been tailing you around most of the game that you got introduced to way back in Duford Town. And here he is. Lo and behold, he's the champion of the Hoenn region. And he specializes in rock, ground, and steel type Pokemon. So you're definitely going to want to use water type, um, grass, fire to deal with the steel. Um, even if you, he has other steel Pokemon, use fighting type moves too. Those are few and far between. But if you are fortunate enough to have a fighting type on your team, they are very, very handy. Like They're always kind of overlooked, but there is something to be said about a decent fighting type move on a move set or whatever. But yeah, make sure you're all stocked up. Um, heal up your Pokemon. I believe in, I'm pretty sure and going into this fight, I, I had all five Pokemon except for my Salamence. And I think I got close, quite close on 
a few throughout this entire run, but I pretty much just swapped them out and was able to clutch the win and to heal them up afterwards. So yeah, I, uh, I pretty much made it through unscathed. So I thought, so you start out this fight with Steven stone and he has a level 57 Skarmory, 57 Agron, Claydol, Cradily, Armaldo, and a Mega Metagross. And his Mega Metagross is level 59. So he throws out Skarmory first, and I'm pretty sure he tries to set up the spikes to damage you every time you throw Pokemon in, and you want to get him out of the way as soon as possible. So a good Electro-type move if you have it, or I'm pretty sure I had my Lars, my good old camper up out there, and he just like flame bursted or flamethrowered them out of the air. And then I did the same thing with Aggron. Um, both of these Pokemon have the ability Sturdy, so it pretty much negates a one-hit kill. So you hit them once, and if you take them all the way down to the last HP, they'll hang on. And then usually the next time you attack, he'll like full restore, and then you're trapped in that whole cycle again. It pretty much just like gives them an extra turn almost to retaliate, even though most of the time it doesn't matter. Well, I mean, I guess like Agron could retaliate with like one hell of an earthquake or stone edge and crit and knock your Pokemon out. And same with Skarmory if it got off like a, I don't know, like an over, I'm like a crit aerial ace or steel wing and you were weak against it. I don't know. But you knock these two out and it gets down to, oh man, Claydol comes out. Somewhere in this fight, some I'm pretty sure um, when Claydol came out, it whittled me down a little bit because it sets up like reflect and light screen, and it sets up all these moves for like for the rest of its team. And after it did that, I was doing like chip damage to it, and it actually like hurt me pretty bad. And I'm pretty sure I had to swap in um, Merv, my Don fan, and Don fan got wrecked. Pretty much as like a sacrificial lamb. He was only level 41, and I kind of just brought him along because I wanted him to bask in the glory. Because I really like Don Fan. But yeah, Don Fan died in the championship battle, which, hey, if you're going to choose a time to go out, at least it's in the last battle, right? So that allowed me to heal up my Pokemon that I'm still battling with. And then I, you know, here comes Cradley grass rock and it's got some good moves too it's actually not a bad pokemon sludge bomb confuse ray giga drain ancient power it's got a really good move set it can really do some damage i knocked it out and then in comes armaldo and armaldo is a beast rock bug type i i used one in my original ruby playthrough i just thought it was like too cool of a fossil pokemon to like not use but i'm pretty sure he knocked out my sharpedo i had my sharpedo out and I think he hit me with an X-Scissor, and Bug-type ruined my Dark-type Sharpedo. So Maurice, it's like flushing a goldfish down the toilet. There goes my Sharpedo. So by this time, I've got three Pokemon out. I'm pretty sure that my, um, my team is suffering, like, health-wise. I used, I think I used... A move before Sharpedo got killed to heal somebody. And then I went out, I killed Armaldo, and I was like, all right, one Pokemon left, one Pokemon left. All right, let's go. 
and Mega Metagross came out, and oh my god, this thing is a, is an animal. I love Metagross. Always love the design. I think the Mega Evolution's sweet. It like goes from being on four legs to like floating and like claws coming at you. It's set up with a really good uh, move set, and I almost, I literally almost lost to this Mega Metagross. Um, I think I took a big gamble. My Grumpig was super low in health. My my Lanoon, good old Sam Dollard, had taken a few hits. And I think it threw a Surf out because the only moves it knew were her HM moves. But I've realized that that was a very terrible idea. I think I switched it back to Lars. And Lars the Camper Up came out and just, I mean, swinging flamethrowers. And it was a really, really close battle, but I ultimately prevailed and knocked out Mega Metagross with, like, I think a flamethrower. Pretty sure my health was in the red. Like, it was a really close fight, like, down to the wire. I'm, like, sweating bullets the whole time. And what a relief it was when I finally knocked it out. And then the battle ends. You get paid a bunch of monies because you are now the champion. You did it. We did it. And man, it feels good. I, this game was fun. I love this generation. And there was like, by the time I got to elite four, I was so fed up with like playing the like, Oh shit, I got to go heal or, Oh my God, I don't want to lose this person or whatever. That I was just ultimately done. I was like, all right, I need to finish this elite four. I need to fucking become the champion so I can be done with this. But yeah, I, uh, I did it. And hopefully you guys playing along went through this far less stress than I did. But yeah, this is, it felt like such an accomplishment too, because these were, this was a team that I never really saw myself using. Um, Camper Up and Sharpedo, I've used them before, but as far as like Don Fan, Lanoon, Grumpig, I've never used those guys. And uh, everybody had a, everybody had a really good run. I think we only lost at the end of the game, um, right after the Elite Four, it like, you go into this room, your rival tries to follow you in. Um, Steven's like, oh no, you can't come back here. And you go in, they induct you into the Hall of Fame, and it shows all your levels. So here are my levels when I finished out the Elite Four and the Champion. So the Pokemon left alive were Lars, the Camper Up, level 62. Cleo, the Grumpig, level 67. Now you understand why I was like just tanking everything. Um, Sam Dullard, the Lanoon, level 58, and he was with us the entire journey, so he had to come to become champion with us. It was only honorary. And these are the Pokemon we lost. Raymond, the Salamence, level 50. Maurice, the Sharpedo, level 54. And Merv, the Donphan, level 41. We lost those three in the final fight, but that's all right. They will live on in another life and... Maybe come back in some kind of dream sequence, and who knows what will happen with them. So after all that is finally said and done, you're inducted into the Hall of Fame. You are the champion of the Hoenn region. You finally did it. We did it. And man, oh man, was I glad to close the chapter in this book. After the credits roll, you uh, wind up in this little cutscene, and your rival from the beginning of the game, whether it's May or Brandon, or Brendan, they fight. Or they, yeah, they fight. They challenge you to a battle. And their levels are like in the 40s. You're like, dude, I just crushed the Elite Four and you want to fight me? And they literally just bring like a garbage, like low-level 40 team. And you wipe the floor with them. And then there's like some talk about, I think it's like a cutscene with your mom. And she's talking about like tickets to the Moss Deep Space Center. 
and all this other stuff. And that is post-game stuff that I don't think we're going to cover or that I'm going to cover just because I played it through once before. It's a lot to do with legendaries, and it's a really cool, really good post-game. I just was, you know what? Ace R went into this wanting to become the champion, and he did. He became the champion. He didn't care about anything else, and he respectfully buried his three Pokemon he lost in the last fight. And we are left with Lars, Cleo, and Sam. What a trio. I've had him for a while. Love him. Love this game. I think it was great. I had a lot of fun with this challenge, and I'm looking forward to doing more challenge runs in the future. If you guys like this stuff, let me know. If you want to see me do a certain game or you know, a certain throw out your throw out your craziest Pokemon challenge. And I will work on it, hopefully. And then, you know, maybe do a series about it. I don't know. If you got ideas or any of that stuff, shoot them out. Let me know. And, yeah, I'll try it. I mean, the worst I, least I can do is try. Yeah, that concludes the Ace Trainer Saga. And we did it. We became champion. And what a what a hell of a ride. One hell of a journey. We lost some. We gained some. But, yeah, that that's it. It's time to close the book. And yeah, I'm looking forward to playing uh, Scarlet and Violet, and it'll be super fun. So if you guys are a fancy Pokemon, check it out. Like I said, this is the finale episode. No more bonus seasons, at least for right now. I'm going to have way too much stuff to be juggling here soon. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to looking forward to delving back into uh, the next game. So thanks. Thanks for all your guys' support. Um, it's been awesome. It's been fun. Um Check out Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Oh, my gosh. There's so many. Stitcher, Podvine, wherever, Pandora, wherever, Sirius Radio, wherever you get your podcast, go find Rockhound Radio. Follow, leave a review, do all that stuff. You can find videos of mine on YouTube, Facebook, uh, TikTok, all at Rockhound Radio. Thanks, all, thanks, guys, for all the support. You guys are awesome. And, uh, yeah, I will see you later this week on Friday. Oh, yeah, and who knows what we're going to talk about that day. And this time loop, you know, time warp dimensional door having steps into alternate universes in the meta. Who knows? Who knows what we'll be into or what will happen? So we'll see you next time. Thanks, guys.